Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. How's it going? Hi. Good, thanks. You? <laughs> Good. It doesn't take long before Kate laughs. I'd love to think that I was that funny and, yeah, it's got nothing to do with me. All right. Today, we have a very special guest, James Abbott. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see James's wonderful smiley face. And you're about to hear from him right now. Hello, James. Hello, both of you. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to uh, meet you both and hang out with you both as well for this. Excited. Me too. Um, so here's something that you might not know, James. Mm. We have a few people who contact us quite frequently about this podcast. And one of them has said on countless occasions, when are you getting James Abaddon? <laughs> now, here's the confession. The first time I saw that in an email, I went, who's James Abbott? <laughs> and then the name, oh, I better look him up. Unbeknown to me, of course, we'd already connected somewhere in the ether, right? Somewhere mm -hmm. online we'd connected. And of course, I've heard of uh, Mental Health Rocks. And I went, oh, that guy. All right. We'll definitely get James in. So that's the origin. So our super fan of Under the Noise is a super fan of you, James. Yeah. <laughs> I said before we started to record, yeah. there would be a surprise. That was it, right? Funny. Yes. As I heard, actually, um, when I, I messaged a group that I'm in and then I found out like how I've ended up <laughs> getting to meet you guys as well. <laughs> yeah. It might have Which, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which was funny as well because um uh, I announced it like, oh my goodness guys, I'm going on going on winning Kate's podcast. And for me, I I thought, oh maybe it's because like I've been sharing some of your amazing stuff on on Instagram and putting on the stories and we've had a bit of a chat. And I thought, oh, oh, this must be why. <laughs> Super fans said, oh, no, I've been, been championing you for ages. So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening at home and that's you, thank you very much for being so persistent with it too. And, uh, yeah, our little exchanges was the kind of feeler, so I'd get to know you because we've not talked until today. Now, the one thing, James, that we like to ask our guests um, – and you might already know what this question's going to be because you've heard the podcast a number of times is what would you love people to know about you? 
Wow. I would love them to know that I absolutely love just going out into the world and just being able to be me. Like, so much more now, having come into the world of coaching, having come into the world of the three principles, and and being able to see that I can literally just bring me into the world with, with whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm sharing across, whether it's social media or with people, and, and have an impact with people. Compared to, especially when I started out in the world of coaching, was trying to find my feet and getting mentored, compared to thinking that I could be myself when I wasn't, and when I coached, there was a way to do it. There was a, um, I had to change my character to really kind of listen deeply, use certain words, ask certain questions. And I remember getting very, very lost in that and then getting feedback at times, um, that got me even more lost in it as well. And I just, I remember this moment of sitting back and going, I'm not being myself and I'm not having fun with this. And a big part of me is about, is about having fun mm. and it's about having fun and lightness with whatever I'm doing um, and whoever I'm working with as well. And when, for me, when something's not fun, and I've written about this before, but if something's not fun, I'll either stop doing it, I'll go and do something else, or I'll find a way to do less of it <laughs> as well, because I can see it's taking me out of um, out of just bringing me into the world. So, yeah, having seen that, I would say I bring, I bring the fun, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean, because we think of fun sometimes, it's like, oh, crazy, full of energy, and like, all right, tell me what's going on in your world and everything. But it's more of just, it's, it's a lightness. It's a, it's a nothing on it. And it, it, it can come with, it can come with like moments of humor. Um, it's a very easygoing nature about me when, when I'm really kind of bringing that as well. And, and from there I'll, I find that so helpful with anyone because then I naturally just kind of relate to who they are mm. and tune into them and speak to them in the way, speak to them in a way that's just very relatable for them as well. Instead of being like scripty James with this is how it's going to go, in anything, you know, not just coaching, but life in general, social occasions. Um, it's more just going in the moment, relating to what they said, and being relatable back to them. With no intention on it either, you know, no kind of no kind of aim of this is how I'm going to get people to really relate to me. It just becomes like natural. Um, you know, <laughs> even down to the point of 
spending a lot of time with somebody, um, there'll be like a bit of an accent change or even just like a change on, on words. Like if you, from Leeds myself, but if I always think if I've ever been working with someone or talking to someone that's kind of South Yorkshire, then my accent completely changes. Like I'll come home and they'll be like, why, why are you talking so broad? <laughs> How did this guy bring Sheffield back to Leeds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Lovely. How did you come across the three principles then? How did that happen? So that happened through anxiety that I experienced when I moved into, into this house with my wife back in 2016. And it came about from moving from this house move had been a long time in the running to get here. So we'd been living in a one bedroom apartment for quite some time that we, we'd really struggled to sell. And we wanted a house, you know, we wanted more space. We, at the time we were, we were planning on starting a family and, and, you know, just having that kind of like that perceived like grown up move to have a house instead of an apartment where we literally had like a storage unit as well, guys, because there was, there was so much stuff that Rachel had bought for when we did move, <laughs> we had to put it into a storage unit because you can only tactically store so much stuff in a one-bedroom apartment before you start running out of room. Now, when we when we moved into this house, it was the idea was it's going to be perfect. You know, we, we're going to have all this space and it's detached, so no worries about neighbours and the freedom, and it's going to be amazing and. We, we viewed it so many times to make sure it was the the right house to move into. Um, and when we moved in, it's a very old house. It's an 1860s house. So it has it has that unevenness about it that no matter how many times we'd looked, we haven't seen like, oh, the ceiling in the kitchen is a little bit wonky and the, the landing is a little bit uneven. So initially walking on it, you felt like you were on a boat, like you were a little bit unsteady. And so there were those little moments that while we were moving in that I started to notice. And so it, it, it moved from a perception of a perfect home to, ooh, why didn't we see that? And from that state of mind, I then, the, the house is on, is on a road and I started picking up on, on noise of cars going past. Mm. And it became an obsession. I like it. It wasn't a peaceful house anymore. It was a noisy house and there was traffic going past. And it, it ultimately within a month, it just became this huge anxiety because all I could hear was the noise. Um, and it just led to sleepless nights. It led to overthinking. It led to not wanting to live here. Um, it led to wanting to move out of the house, wanting to wanting to get out of the house, but also not wanting to get out of the house because I had to come back. <laughs> you know, there was there was no way to change that. That's how it looked. Um, and we'd literally bought it, so we were tied to it. Mm. Uh, so it ended up really, really stuck. And and from there onwards of course, went down the usual routes of, of trying to fix it and trying to get rid of it. 
from all the many techniques that that we all know and we've 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 all attempted. Um, and then was lucky enough to come across Nicola Verge from the Little Peace of Mind, who throughout the journey before I, before I ran across Nick ran ran into Nicola through Michael Neal's book as well, The Inside Out Revolution, and a Facebook group where she was advertising um, her new program. I was always curious about why am I struggling with this and nobody else that comes here is. Mm. What's that about? Like the neighbours are fine, wife's fine, people that come round are fine. So why am I just riddled with anxiety and just cannot cannot get rid of it? That was it. Cannot get rid of it despite everything I tried. And in Nicola's webinar that she did that I sat in on, that's where I started to hear more around thought and feeling and how she she talked about a, a circumstance of like, for example, if you're in a lift and you have a scary feeling, it's because you've got some scary thinking about being in a lift. And as she carried on talking, I paused and I was, I could feel my mind kind of going, well, well, if I'm having a scary feeling, then it's telling me that I'm scared of traffic. Well, why would I be scared of traffic? That's ridiculous. And it was that click of like, oh my goodness, it's not the traffic. Okay. What she's saying is it's not the traffic. It's the thinking. It's the thoughts that I'm having and I'm having this feeling around it. Well, as she carried on talking, I was just sat like the penny had dropped and like just felt all of this weight drop that I'd had for so long because I just realized what was going on. And, and from there... I, she hadn't even mentioned the three principles. So from there, really, joined a 12-week program, you know, followed it through 12 weeks and, and learned all about mind and consciousness and, and thoughts creating experience and how it moves on its own. And what I loved and was that it was kind of teaching, but it was also exploring. So it was no longer that this is what you have to do, James, to get rid of your anxiety you know, reframe your thinking, um, sit in the room that you hate until you conquer it. <laughs> um, it was, this is how it works, go and see it for yourself. And so I'd literally watch it. Be in that space of hearing what she was saying, but hearing it for myself in my own words, and then being able to post in the group and share how I saw it, and then going out and exploring it as well and seeing it, you know, in all different areas. So that is how I, yeah, that's how I discovered the three principles and then Sydney Banks and just all the other great 3P practitioners that I kind of learned more as I went. Um, yeah, so that's what put me in touch and inspired me to, um, to start doing the work that I'm doing as well. And there onwards... Talk us a bit about that, the work that you're doing now. So the the work that I'm doing now is through the brand Our Mental Health Rocks, uh, which co co-create with uh, Julie Brown as well. And it's it started out initially the her and Leanne were doing I had set it up to go and deliver workshops to, to children, to first school kids. 
and they did this what like 2019 i think it was and they were just they were looking for facilitators just to go out here's a workshop um go out and deliver it to schools pretty much and it caught my eye as these things do i was like that looks like a lot of fun i think i'd like to do that so and i knew julie a little bit through a little peace of mind like we kind of crossed paths a little bit and so we were friends on facebook and that our mental health rocks popped up and yeah signed up to do it became the the leads facilitator for schools and just got this fantastic opportunity to have a curriculum ready to go um schools ready to receive the 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 workshops and off i went to go and do it and i had never worked with children before uh which looked like a bit of an obstacle i think i said at one point i haven't worked with kids before so is this okay and of course i said well yeah of course it is you've got a lot of energy you've got lots of brings to go go and do it and i very quickly discovered when i wrote when i ran my first workshop that the kids already know this and there's actually a lot to, to learn from them as well and they're actually much the same as what i was already doing with coaching people i didn't really need to go in with a script i didn't really need to go in with a this is you know how this is how to be a teacher of three principles in school i just have to show up as me again bring the fun with with whatever that looks like in that moment and yes there there's there's a structure to the session in terms of what to cover but the freedom to actually just go in to cover it the way you want to cover it so you can bring your own personality into it work in the moment with the children so that you put in you're putting the message across but you're doing it in the moment rather than okay so this is wisdom and this is what it is and for for the children it it was all about the superpowers it was all about just having these superpowers resilience confidence wisdom creativity uh, and calm and and talking to the kids about that and how it forms their mental health support system that's there always there with them and I just remember sitting in the session putting the script to one side knowing what I wanted to talk about and just going with it um, and I think when I'd lost them when I was talking about wisdom because I was getting into my head about it I stopped put it down and went right guys who likes wizards and all these hands go up and they were huge fans of Harry Potter so I I talked about, you know, what do you know about wizards? Oh, they're magical. They conjure up spells. They do great things. I was like, well, what if wisdom is like your own little inner wizard? Mm. Conjuring up these really helpful spells for you to, um, to just handle whatever you want to handle. And you can see their eyes light up and they sparkle and like, oh, little inner wizard. So instead of then talking about wisdom throughout the workshop, it became your inner wizard. And then they, they they got to draw that in the workbooks and, you know, go out into the world with rather than having to learn another word, actually just relate to what they already know and just bring their own magic out um, into the world, which was fantastic. And, and from there onwards, um, 
it's now be it's now moved to a point where it's not just for kids, but it's it's completely relatable for adults as well. And as much as I say you wouldn't necessarily use superpowers for adults, sometimes actually you would. Because, <laughs> because like even for me, huge superhero fans, if you want to talk to me about superpowers, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that. Um, and it's yeah, it's just at the moment, it's just it's it's slowly growing, it's it's building momentum and and getting the brand out there to see right, okay, where where can we take this next and who who can we work with to to show them the mental health system? Mm. Um yeah, so it's very, very cool, very cool to do. And to have just to have that freedom, being as creative as I am, to to create things that I can relate to in life for me and use words that are more relatable um, for who I'm working with or who I'm sharing with. You know, there's a, there's a, just a whole vastness of creative coolness to to throw out to everyone. So, yeah. James, for our listeners, is that everywhere in the world or just in your kind of local area? It's very much, we have ambassadors across the UK and they, it branched out into Canada. So there was our mental health rocks Canada. Um, some guys signed up to be facilitators over there as well. Um, so yeah, majority UK is where we've got ambassadors with, yes, um, a lot of it are international. That's so great. So James, I know this is a weird question, but outside of these superpowers that you teach the kids based on, you know, kind of three principles, I have to ask, because my daughter's asked me before, if you could have any superpower, any superpower, what would it be? (sighs) Oh. I am going to go for the first one that's come up, which is the the ability to fly. Would love that. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to have that ability, so that wherever I fancied going for the day, week, whatever, don't have to book anything. Just literally throw on a cape and uh, (laughs) because capes are essential for flying, and. um, and yeah, off I go, and then just land and explore where I am, as well. The yeah, the freedom, the the freedom to just do that and go. Yeah, I would go for flying, definitely. When? Time and space travel. Time and space travel. Yeah. Like Doctor Who having a TARDIS, that would be my superpower. Not not necessarily nice. them, but just to be able to do that. Yeah. And Kate. Uh, I mean, I think I'm going to stick with the same one that was my answer when my daughter asked me, which is teleportation. But that didn't include time. You threw you threw a little hook in there. When I don't know, I find it hard enough to be present. <laughs> now (laughs) so i don't know if i want to travel in time but yeah teleport i'd like to teleport 
I mean, flying seems fun, but teleport would be so fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James, speaking of being in the present moment, you were sharing with us before we had record about something that was fresh for you about being present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you want to feel like sharing that story? Yeah, absolutely. So over the weekend, I spent some time with the, the niece and nephew. Um, and it was my niece's birthday. So she's six years old now and nephew's four. And went over for the day yesterday. Have all the birthday celebrations. She's a huge Barbie fan. Now Barbie's the thing. And, you know, I always thought Barbie was just like, it was a one doll kind of thing um to have but no she's she's got we're into double figures with barbie dolls and the many <laughs> the many different outfits and yeah so she she loves barbie so she got um she got obviously more barbie for her birthday and one of the things that she got was it's a poster and and it's like a how do you describe it it's like it starts off black and white and you then you get these wooden scrapers where you just scrape off the black and white and reveals all the color underneath. So there's like this Barbie and all, all the different friends and stars and just loads and loads of colors. Looks, looks amazing. You start with black and white and you start to uncover the color. I know there's definitely a metaphor in here as well somewhere guys. And I think as I talk about this more, either something's going to come up on this podcast or it's going to hit me. and I'm going to end up doing something on, on Instagram about it for sure. Now, what I saw with that is she was sat she was sat doing this in the afternoon um, with family and I was just having a little bit of downtime. So I'm just going to sit down and um, just watch, just watch them doing what they're doing. Quite happy to do so. And then I just kind of drifted off as, as we do sometimes and, and reached in my pocket and just pulled out my phone. Just got that thought of like, Oh, just check your phone, James, what's happening? And and so I unlocked it, and I'm just I'm I'm mindlessly, literally just mindlessly scrolling through stuff, just not looking for anything in particular, like how many likes have I got on Instagram and like that kind of thing. Yeah, they fall for every so often. And my niece stopped what she was doing, and she looks up and she's like, "Uncle James, what are you doing? Why are you on your phone?" And she has this very kind of like I love her because she has this real authoritative tone of her and like you can see she's she's a bit of a natural leader delegator and so she'll catch you she'll clock you straight away just uncle james why what what are you doing on your phone <laughs> i was just really honest with her like in the moment i was like ah oh, just mindlessly just scrolling my life away and that just woke me up to what i was doing as well you know just actually literally just saying in the moment what i was doing like not trying to make it up to her either just being honest this i'm like i could have said oh i'm just looking at some important emails or um oh i've got some great content to uh to share jessica no i wasn't doing any of that but by saying that it woke me up to what i was doing that there was a moment right in front of me with my niece just uncovering color and just having a great time and i was happy watching her and there was this minute where my own kind of just internal personal thinking, I said, oh, just check your phone. And I'd fallen for it, taken myself out of that moment in the sense of just disappeared into personal thinking, looking for likes, mindless things to scroll at, nothing 
that either couldn't be done later or wasn't even relevant. And put my phone away, and then she just, her being her, just passed me one of the scrapers and said, like, here you go, you can do some of this as well. So bringing me in to what she was doing and, and, and back into the moment as well, where we're there just just scratching away and just revealing more of, of Barbie and her friends and everything for um for quite a long time as well. And that that was the thing, just rather than looking through my phone for something, goodness knows what, actually just focusing on this on this one thing in front of me and just spending so much more time being back in flow and, and uncovering and, and creating what what was there right in front of me all along. Um, and yeah, just just another of of many fresh moments that that have not did not require any any extra learning. It's not like it's not like I suddenly thought I need to do something to be more present, or I need to go and have a look at you know actually pick my phone up for a reason and. And go on Kindle and look, I don't know, just pull up a book out, be more present or or looking for something to watch. It was just a natural occurrence in life that brought me back into it. Mm. Which that's the difference for me on how I see it. In like instead of searching for it something just shows up anyway to show you a little bit more of it and on on reflection when I go into that you know that moment as I say whether it's with my niece or whatever I'm doing it's then reflecting and going oh yeah I wasn't present and now I'm back with very little effort required on my half either just being invited back into the moment and in this on this occasion I'm just through my niece just passing me a scraper and then off we go Wonderful. You know, it's the number of times I've caught myself watching a TV show I've waited all week to see, mm. as a you know, as opposed to the ones that are available on binge. So here we are. It's Wednesday, so it's Ted Lasso. And then 10 minutes into it, my phone is out, and I'm looking at that, and the thing is still playing, and I'm going, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and yeah, yeah it's the example that, that you have with um with your niece. I mean, I I know I'm I do that with so much in life. Instead of enjoying what's right in front of me all along, which is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Great to notice. Yeah. Yeah. And so so much more to see when we notice it as well. Mm. That, say more. Say more about that. See, when as soon as you mentioned that when what what came up for me is that there's there's that part of us that will just give us a snapshot of what's happening. Especially if it's something that we say with somebody, especially if it's a room that we're in all the time. Um or we're watching that program that you know we've been following for quite a few episodes. And there's a part of us that go, oh yeah, this movie's on or this TV program's on. Great. Okay. That's it. That's what you're doing. Or you're in the living room, great. 
and we'll get this snapshot. And then, as you said, that there'll be that thought to, okay, covered that, get your phone out, let's have a look for something else. And let's have a look for something else. Um, and very similar with like, uh, when somebody sends me a photo or something. Um, now, and she's been on your podcast, so Maurice, good friend of mine, and we went through a little piece of mind together. And, and we do, aside from my mental health rocks, we also have like our own group and we we do group calls and we explore together as well. And we, we talk like every day, sharing what we're seeing. And she, um, she loves taking photos. So she'll send me a picture of something, where she is, the walk, if she's away on a holiday. And my mind will, a picture will come up, I go, oh, it's a picture from Maurice, it's a beach. Move on. And the difference now for me is it's like, whoa, hang on a second. Let's not move on. Let's not rush off to check the next notification or fall into that, oh, I need to do something more for the business. Let's just stop and look at it. And what starts off as a snapshot of beach, sea, sand, tree, sun becomes like, look at the different waves. Mm. Look at the way the light is coming through and how it's changing with each scene. What else is there to see on there? Oh, there's, there's some people on there or there's, there's a dog or there's much more detail in, in the scene itself. And as I slow down for that, there's, when I slow down for that, there's this incredible feeling, just a, just a nice feeling, just a great feeling of feeling alive is the word that comes up. Senses just noticing everything from within and taking in this moment that it would have completely missed in comparison to a quick hit from the photo, then a quick hit from get the phone out, then a quick hit for a notification or a, or a quick hit to go and do something with the business. Um, you know, like, who's this message from? Great. Who's this message from? Great. And far less satisfying mm. than just being with what, with something to see or being with that program that you've really fun, you've really been looking forward to watch and actually watching it and paying attention to it. And what I do, what I do when I'm there with programs is I love to just not focus on the, the actor on the screen or the two people having the conversation. I don't know if, if you guys come across this, but I'm also looking at the whole surroundings where they are because I've, you know, I've realized that I can, I can hear the dialogue, I can hear the conversation, but this scene that's been put together is not just about these two people. Yes, there's a lot there. There's more in that scene though to see how it's been set up. I like to watch the, the, the people in the background that they maybe they're on as extras and they're not gonna have any part to play as such, you're not gonna see much of them, but I love just to watch them just to notice them as they come and go. And, and scene by scene and moment by moment, 
it does just become such a richer experience than jumping from one to another to another. Um, and as I'm really against my flow with this, when I'm working with people, I'm not just, although I might start out looking at them and, and focusing on them, I also find that I'll then open up to what else is in that room. Like for you guys, you've both got some very amazing artwork in the background. Like, Kate, I'm intrigued as to what the other half of your picture is, for example. And, and, and when it's like, where is that? And when I've worked with people in the past, I'll notice something in the background and I want to talk about it. And you know what? When I do that as well, it opens up a conversation that then leads to pointing them back to, for example, wisdom or what it is to have nothing on your mind. Mm. Or someone that I worked with recently that was incredibly anxious and talking it, talking a lot around what how they were feeling and how they were suffering. I just felt this internal nudge about this picture behind them. And I can't remember what the picture was called, exactly what was on it. But I said, tell me more about that picture. I said, I know this has got nothing to do with what you're saying, but I want to know more about this picture in the background. And they told me what it was and where it came from. And I said, so what, like something along the lines of what, what does that mean to you? What's that saying? And when they said what they said, and I can't remember what the words were, but when they when they re responded, it's like, that's you speaking from a space of wisdom. That's you sharing what you know, which then allowed me to help them relate to what they know already, to give them a bit of space to see that it's always there in service of them and that they have their own way to share it. You know, the whole reason that they got the picture was, I want to say it was like they'd been guided to get it so they could have a moment of peace. That was it. And then it was like, okay, so when you're at peace, tell me about what's on your mind. Very little. Okay. Now, what if you were guided to? And it just, it, it went from there. And, and from being in the moment, from listening, and also just taking in the whole world and going with that nudge, that intuitive nudge, no matter how random it is, tell me of tell me about that picture. Because I I definitely find when it comes to being in that space and being intuitive, that the more random it is that comes up, as much as my mind goes, whoa, James, <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would you ask them that question from an ego point of view of like, no, I thought we were coaching, so why do you want to talk about the picture? The more random it is and the more that the more that I just go with it, the more helpful that is mm. for that person, that group, whoever, for sure. Beautiful. And for those listening, by the way, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, behind James is a wonderful um picture of pines water mountains very wonderful natural mm. landscape there 
which I was drawn to earlier. As we said hello, in fact, before we <laughs> record, I went, oh, that's nice. It's amazing how simple things like that can be so evocative and so and a nudge back to what you've been talking about, what's the beauty of what's in front of us all along, as opposed yeah. to the next hit that I think I need in order to to feel something I think I want. Yeah. Where can people find more about you? So they can go onto the the Our Mental Health Rocks website. So that's our mental health rocks com, and they I mean they can literally go there and then there's links to the different social social media that I have so I'm on, I'm on Instagram you'll find a link to join uh, on TikTok as well so doing all manner of short videos of me just out in the world just sharing what I'm seeing in normal everyday life as well and I say normal everyday life um, because actually, it is it is in the normal that you, you that I see so much more. I can't think of the word, but it's just I found that so much more helpful for me, and can see how much more helpful it is for for people that I work with, and 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 doing group calls and just exploring the normal that brings so much more to life as well. So, yeah, start with the website. Um, there's a podcast as well that, that Jules and I do, the Our Mental Health Rocks podcast, where, yeah, we, we sit down 10, 15 minutes, much the same as you guys, and just explore a topic that comes up in the moment and see where it takes us in that moment as well. And the details, by the way, if you've been scrabbling for a pen, the details are wherever you found this podcast. James's details will be there. Well, thanks for sharing that, James. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, James, for being here. You've been listening to Under the Noise from Kate Roberts. And I'm here with my co-host, Wynn Morgan and James. Thanks again, James. If Thank you, guys. You, yeah, thanks. If you have any questions or comments or uh, ideas for topics, um, that you'd love to hear us chat about. Our details follow the podcast. And uh, have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.